What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Rainbow. I'm your host, Elaine Chaya. I know you guys have all been waiting for this episode since the last one because I'm back for the third installment with our man, Rodney Rabani. <laughs> I just crackled when I did that. Woo, go, Rodney, go. Okay, before we get into this episode, let me do my little thirsty plugs. And like, these are super important because we want these episodes to be shared, you guys. So number one, please, please, please share these episodes with all of your friends. I think these are entertaining topics to have a good conversation with your friends. Also, the more you share, the more visibilities my episodes get. And please, please give me some ratings and reviews. The more ratings and reviews I get on this podcast, the more it'll be seen by other people because I love doing this. And the more I can do these episodes because these take me a long time to record and edit. And also, if you don't follow me on Instagram, please go and follow me and DM me. I love when you guys DM me after listening to the episodes with your thoughts. They really make my day. So my Instagram is going to be in the show notes, but it's Elaine Chaya, E-L-A-I-N-E-C-H-A-Y-A. I'm also putting Rodney's information in the show notes, his Facebook page, his Instagram, so that you can follow along with him as well. So this third installment of my Rodney Rabani series is about... Can you hear that drum roll? It's about fuckboys and ghosting, everyone's favorite topic. Obviously, these are all topics that are near and dear to my heart because I deal with them myself, but these are also submission questions from you guys, so I wanted to make sure we answered everyone's hard-hitting questions that we all want the answers to. And I felt like this episode is super important because, as I said, I've dealt with this stuff. It happens, and what really sucks is that when people are ghosting you or you're dealing with someone who's a fuckboy or a fuck girl, as we decide in this episode, that's also a thing. It really does I think for some people affect their confidence and if they're worthy enough I'm speaking from experience of my own and it just really messes with you so I really wanted to talk to Ronnie about this to see his opinion about it how to go about dealing with it if you're dealt with a situation of being ghosted or dealing with a fuck boy or a fuck girl and just how to build your own confidence and not let the things that happen to you and the people that you interact with and going on dates discourage you from moving forward why I love doing these episodes with Ronnie is because a he's a therapist so we get that psycho analysis and psychology behind it all but also because he's a guy he's my age so at that point I'm like Ronnie just tell me what guys our age are thinking and also it's special because he's a dad he has two daughters who are these beautiful baby girls so how do you build the confidence of your little girls to not have to worry about fuck boys and ghosting or when you do how to surpass it and still be the confident amazing person that you are today so I think this is a very interesting topic we also talk about parents and how they may affect the way that you date we talk about divorces especially in this Persian community that's happening a lot more and all this kind of fun stuff so it's a cute little niblet episode for you with all the little things that we want to talk about and more again send me your dms and screenshots about thoughts you have of this episode what else you want us to talk about should we do another episode a fourth one what should we talk about send me your suggestions all right love you guys hope you enjoy okay everyone's been waiting for this return episode Rodney so third time's the charm I'm back here with Rodney Rabani I'm not going to do my monologue because you have to go back and listen to episodes one and two they're in the show note links but I'm with everyone's king Rodney Rabani and on this week's podcast episode we're going to be talking about fuck boys ghosting parents long distant relationships and so many fun things so let's get straight to it Rodney in the past one we were talking about when you're first dating someone now let's say you've gone on a date this is a submission question that I got but I really feel them on this date number three after that the guy has been telling you all this time you're so amazing oh my gosh any guy would be lucky to have you and then as 
Snoop Dogg says, they drop it like it's hot and they never speak to you again. And you're like, what the actual F? Why does that happen, Ronnie? Please explain to everyone. AK fuckboy, no? But why are they dating you then? And why are they wasting your time? I like to call these guys advanced fuckboys. A fuckboy is someone who straight up comes out and says, Netflix and chill. This is an advanced fuckboy who will show all this shit and pretend like he's into you. Because girls are getting smarter. Girls just, they're like, hey, no, I smell it. Fuckboy, no. So now we have advanced fuckboys. It's like natural selection. They're stepping up their game. Why do they do it? They are commitment phobes. They don't want to get into something serious. They get high off that initial connection. By the way, there's some girls who are like this too. So I don't know what they would be called. <laughs> Fuck girls. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but commitment issues. I think that's the biggest reason. And it's kind of connected to walls, negative experiences, getting fucked over, cheated on 20 years ago okay you gotta get over that and move on but then explain to me these guys who are not looking for anything serious and are these fuck boys and they don't want to date you then the next person they date is the one that they marry why does that happen how does that happen how do they all of a sudden not become a fuck boy anymore (laughs) i don't think they magically worked on themselves overnight no but i think they had some epiphany or they processed something i don't think it's the girl that does that to them like the new girl that they're serious with no i think they just have some realization look it's not like they date you and then the next girl is the one they've fucked over like 15 girls in a row and then that 16th girl just got lucky or it happened to work but then how do you not go about internalizing like it was just you you weren't that great they didn't see something in you i mean it's such a long answer for that question you need like five hours of therapy for this. kind no yeah if you give that meaning let's say the guy fucks you over goes to the next girl gets married and your thought process and belief is why that happened to me i must not be good enough that's the story of your fucking life if you're gonna let this guy give you that meaning you're giving his word that power it's you you're making everything mean that I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. That's what you think about yourself in every aspect, not just with this guy, Thank but that you. guy is triggering that as well. Exactly. So it's more than that. This goes for everyone, guy, girl, whoever. You can never let one single event define your entire being. It doesn't make sense. How about if you're dating someone, asking for a friend, but actually me, um, and they were just saying, I'm so busy with work. And it's just like, and you see, they're really busy with work. They don't make plans to see you, but then they do make efforts to text you here and there and to say they're going to make plans to see you bullshit but they're busy i see that they're busy with work rodney if a guy's down with you he likes you he'll fucking do whatever it takes and if you're that busy to make a couple phone calls during the week or plan one or two dates you shouldn't be dating Mm -hmm. simple as that now you talk about actions versus words and a lot of people say that you shouldn't look at people's words you should look at their actions can you explain that a little more yeah like the guy schmoozing you and saying all the right things anyone could do that put your money where your mouth is have those boundaries to not fall for just words let's see it in action let's see it really happen let's see it be real before you letting go and opening up and being vulnerable with the person now if you go on a date with someone and it went really well and they text you the next day and they're like this was great like had the best time they say it the guy let's say but then you never hear from them again what's that all about that's just simply the guy not wanting to commit i guess i mean i hear that all the time even happens on dating apps like you'll match the guy initiates some conversation and poof he's gone like what the fuck what's the point girls do it too let's be real but they're just not serious again if a guy really really wants you wants to make it happen they'll pursue they'll commit 
they'll make it happen. In the world of dating apps and just dating today is just so weird and confusing, but there's a problem of too many options, too many choices. How does someone navigate going through that? Because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I could just find someone else on my phone tomorrow. How do you succeed in dating when there's a problem of too many choices kind of mentality? I think just being aware of that is step one. There's something called the bystander effect, which means you're waiting for someone else to start the process first. If everyone's starting for the next person to give up those unhealthy habits or unhealthy ways of thinking, it's never going to happen. You need to start. If you're aware of that, then make the change. Be the person to go against the grain. Make sure your priorities are in order. Date responsibly. Don't be that way of looking for the next best thing because it's total bullshit. It's unhealthy to think that way. And lead by example. Hopefully other people catch on too. Regardless, not everyone's like that. We can't generalize that everyone's dating that way. There are people who are really looking and valuing that connection. And all you can do is when you smell it or when you sense someone is kind of giving you fuckboy vibes or fuckgirl vibes, whatever, you kind of just got to be mindful and leave them. You move on to something with more substance. That's why it's also so important to have boundaries because it's so easy to get hurt these days. People are looking for the next best thing. You want to open up and be vulnerable with someone who is looking for substance and connection like you. So again, it starts with you. You have to be that way and you'll attract someone like-minded. Do you think that people should be dating more than one person at once at the beginning or that they should focus on one at a time? I've heard like girls that need to be dating three guys at one time at first and shouldn't focus on one person. I would say it's best to date one person at one time, but let's say you got set up with this guy on a blind date and you're like, Ugh, I don't know, but okay, I'll give it a shot. But then the next day, the guy that you've had a crush on for like two years asks you out, you better go on that date you know, it's okay if you're going to go on two dates. I don't think it should be more than two, but you better figure it out quick. After the first or second date, you got to cut one out and stick to one. Because I really believe when there's too many people in the picture, subconsciously, you're getting the emotional security from way too many people and it makes you jaded and it makes you too comfortable and you're not going to be on your A game. Now, ghosting, my favorite topic to talk about. Do you think this is like a new age thing, like 2020 vibes? Or like, has this been from the beginning of time? And why is this happening? And can we also define what is ghosting? If you go on a date with someone like one date and they don't text you after, do you consider that ghosting? Uh, What's the definition of ghosting? Because everyone has a different one. They're like, oh yeah, he didn't text me after the next date. He ghosted me. I'm like, I don't consider that ghosting. Yeah, I don't know if I would consider that ghosting. I would say there has to be some more emotion involved. If there's some emotion involvement and both of you have been a little vulnerable with each other and then one or the other disappear that's ghosting definitely don't think it was as prevalent in the past it's a lot more now and i think that's because people are serial dating a lot more there's so many options dating apps and social media have just created so many options for people even my generation like my age when i was like 15 16 maybe even 18 there was no facebook or instagram or any other stuff or dating apps there was just aim i don't know if you remember aim throwback yeah i do strawberry uh, wild 48 my was for shizzle whistle oh yeah. <laughs> anyway so i think yeah back then 
you like someone, you got to wait until the next party until you could talk to them. And you got one chance. You mess that chance up. That's it. It's over. Maybe you got lucky and got their AIM name, but that's super weird. Just messaging someone on AIM. So again, you have one chance. You see them at a party. You got to make your move. Now you go on Instagram, you could hit on 20 girls at one time, like no problem. So I think ghosting, there's a direct correlation with that. It ties into looking for the next best thing. Wasn't like that before. You didn't have too many options. You liked a girl. You didn't meet too many girls. You didn't meet too many guys. And you did whatever you can to get that person's attention. That was it. Do you think respect has gone out the window a little bit too? People do not value or respect people to even say something like to end it or to, you know, kind of finish things off. I think that's a part of it. I think as time goes by, society is becoming more and more insecure. It's becoming more and more about what you have, what you can show off, materialism, all that stuff. Think about Instagram and Facebook. You're posting shit about yourself all day to get external validation, pretty much. Not everyone, but like most of it, that's what it's about. And I think when you don't have self-respect and you're insecure and you're not confident, you're not going to respect someone else. You're not going to prioritize someone else's feelings. As generations go by, I'm seeing it. It sucks. Like kids are becoming more and more insecure because they're comparing and all that stuff, showing off and Instagram and whatever. And humans are just not as confident as they used to be or don't hold self-value as much as we used to. So respect is out the door. That's the last thing on people's mind. Do you think it also has to do with being emotionally vulnerable? Because for example, I was talking to someone and they were trying, not ghost, but it was kind of ending. And since I've worked a lot on myself and can be emotionally there to speak about it, I'm like, I'm not letting this go without a talk. So we talked to this person and I was very amicable about it. Obviously, I wanted it to work out. He didn't. And he was like, wow, I'm really surprised that we were able to have this conversation. And I think that's what people kind of lack when they're ghosting. They just don't want to have a conversation. They don't want confrontation. So there's so many different reasons why people ghost. And I made an Instagram post about this actually a little while ago. The common denominator is insecurity. It's fear and insecurity. Like in this case, what you're saying, it kind of reminded me like, yeah, a lot of people don't want to confront the situation because they're scared. They're worried about what's going to happen or what the person's going to think. So they just kind of brush things under the rug and they don't even think about it out of sight, out of mind mind but if you really take a look it could be from trauma it could be from a negative past experience it could be from commitment issues it could be from having walls from certain things up it could be from blocks it could be from whatever so many different reasons why people ghost the common denominator the common reason is fear and insecurity so if like you assertively communicate about it that could help but if someone's ghosting you like you don't want to reach out anyway now rodney like i'm trying here like i'm going out with these guys and i'm dealing with so many fuck boys and so many people that are ghosting me and there's so many options what do i do when my parents this is a submission question but everyone feels us on this what do i do when my parents are pressuring me to be dating and getting married but i am trying how do you deal with your parents who are putting pressure on you when you already have this pressure yourself and it's just not working you set boundaries you speak assertively mom dad when you say these things to me it makes me feel stressed anxiety right and if this continues it's going to push me 
me away from you guys. I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's stressing me out. I'm doing XYZ already. And hopefully they get the picture. If that doesn't work, you set stronger boundaries. You walk out of the room if they talk about it. If they still don't respect it, if they still are doing it, you set stronger boundaries. Move out of the house. I get it. It comes to a point where it almost becomes like verbal abuse and emotionally draining. You have to protect yourself from whoever it is. Your siblings, parents, whatever. You have to do what's best for you. You set boundaries. You move away from it. It's all you can really do. I feel like I've seen more and more, especially in the Persian community, there's so many announcements of divorces happening, broken engagements happening. Why do you think that is? Do you think there's some specific reason that this is happening more and more, especially in our community? I think it's because of all the things we've discussed in our episodes. The last thing we just said, parents. So much pressure from parents or community to get married and people are getting married for the wrong reasons. That's one big part. Or people are prioritizing the wrong things like being Persian, for example, and not putting enough emphasis on values or goals or interests. Like I had a couple a while back and they came and saw me because the guys don't want to have kids. Like, how do you not talk about that before you get married? They got married for the wrong reasons. I don't think people are talking about what's important. Again, not everyone, but some of these divorces, it's unfortunate. It happens for different reasons. People change when they get married or they don't do enough work. They start resenting each other and it snowballs into other things. But for the majority of the divorces happening... I don't know for sure, but I think it's because people are getting married for the wrong reasons. And they're just not having the conversations about what they need to before they get married. Right. Conversations about values, interests, goals. It's like, oh, your family's rich. My family's rich. Let's get married. That's one way it looks. Or, hey, I'm religious. You're religious. My family's observant. Your family's observant. Let's do it. Let's finish it off. Or, I love her and he loves me. Great. That's not all that matters. There's so many other things that have to be aligned. But how about if there are things that are aligned, but there's like that thing that's like bugging you and you're like, oh, well, maybe they'll fix it. After we get married, we'll figure it out. Do you think that is a problem? I like to tell people... First of all, on a deal breaker, you should never settle for a compromise. For example, if your partner smokes weed and that's a deal breaker, done. Don't even think about it. If they're doing it daily or whatever. Even that, there's so many layers to it. But everyone has their own deal breaker. But regardless, if you're with someone and something is bothering you at a five and zero being it doesn't bother you at all, if it's at a five, it's going to get to a seven. So whatever is there, it's going to intensify just a little bit more. And you need to accept it, not try to change it, but you have to find it within you if you can accept it. If you can accept it, great. If not, next. Thank you. Next. Now, interracial marriages. So, I mean, specifically, I guess, for Persians growing up, a lot of people just married within the community. But now you're seeing people marrying American people and different races and all that kind of stuff. What's your take on that? Because I know for me, when people ask, are you looking for someone Persian or like not Persian? For me, Jewish is priority. I'm like, well, preferably, I wish they were Persian. But now I'm open. And someone asked a submission question, like, what are the positive and negatives you think? What are your thoughts about that? I think it's different for everyone. It depends how differentiated you are from your family. So if your family system is like super enmeshed and like your values and your interests are so in line with your family and your family person and all that, you're going to want someone as close to that as possible. But if you grew up and did your own thing, you moved away for college, you kind of separate yourself, you found your own autonomy and identity and da 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 da, whatever. By the way, there's no good or bad. Both ways, okay. As long as you're not super enmeshed with your family. 
family. But yeah, again, like if you moved away and like you had your own experiences, then that can open you up to a whole different background of people. It just depends on you and what you can relate to. As long as your goals, values and interests are aligned, it doesn't really matter who you're dating. They say it's important to marry someone within... Was that me? I'm crying. Siri, do you agree oh with us? Oh my god. <laughs> I remember. People say like how important it is to marry someone from the same religious background. I don't think it's because of religion really. Marriage is hard as it is and you want to find someone as close to you as possible. And I think religion has a lot to do with your values and your beliefs. And it's really important to be with someone who shares similar values and beliefs and goals and interests. And religion kind of ties into that. So again, it's not about ethnic background or religious level or whatever. If you can pay attention to the values, the goals, the interests, and the beliefs, that's what's important. I wouldn't focus too much on the other stuff. Long distance relationships. Are you here for them or are you against them? How can people make them work? Because obviously people have in the past, but what is your take on that? It could definitely work, but be ready to put in a lot of work. You should put in the work already if you're dating not long distance. If you're long distance, times five meaning the boundaries have to be even healthier the walls and blocks you might have have to be lifted even more the enmeshment you might carry has to really be cleared the codependency that you've been struggling with for your whole life has to be really dealt with otherwise these things intensify when it's long distance i've had a couple in the past where one of them had been in therapy with me or coaching with me for a year and I could say she really, like, did the work. Like, she really, really cleared the things she needed to clear herself with. Met another guy from Chicago who did his work and was in therapy. And it worked out great. Beautiful. They were able to make it work and they got engaged and all that. But then I had another person, this guy, who we started coaching within two weeks telling me about this girl that he's dating and he hadn't done his work and she hadn't done her work and it was just insane their relationship was super chaotic so i think that's what matters clearing up whatever you need to clear on and do you think there's a rule like if you're long distance the guy needs to come to the girl first like the girl should not travel for the guy and if she does he better pay for everything uh, no i mean i think it's best if the guy comes again i've discussed this in the other episode i'm more traditional i think the guy should take charge a little bit more i think the guy should come first but as far as this flying the girl out depends on the situation if he can do it great if not he can't you know if he's still in school or whatever you make it work look my wife and i we started dating when i had just started school the first date we went on my credit card got declined and she had to pay so it's different with everyone we talk about all these rules and all these things but like if the connection is there and if you're transparent and real then none of these things none of these rules matter so i was saying like when i was in school like my wife paid for a lot of things it's because i couldn't pay for them now it's a different story she's at home with two kids i pay for everything it depends where you're at and what you're okay with and being honest transparent and truthful and if you're willing to make it work with that person because so many other things are aligned now my final question it's cool like we're around the same age or you understand the millennials but you have two beautiful little daughters who are going to grow up our world right now in the dating is chaotic as is so i don't even want to know what it's going to be like for them but as they're growing up how do you teach all the things we talked about like dealing with fuck boys and ghosting and instilling confidence in 
them and having them not internalize if a boy rejects them or ghosts them and stuff like that. How am I going to teach them? Yeah, like what are you going to do as they grow older to instill this stuff upon them? I've thought about this actually by talking to them and making sure that they understand that it's not about them, that everyone has work to do, but not to give any series of events meaning. It just is what it is. Sky ghosted you because he ghosted you. Doesn't mean you're bad. Don't attach anything to it. You have to be true to yourself. Remember who you are. Remember what you have to offer. Know your self-value. And shit happens, but you cannot internalize it. You can't give it meaning. And that's what I'm going to tell them. I'm going to remind them all the time. Things are going to happen. It's okay. That's life. Just don't give it meaning. Don't make it mean anything about you. If you think there's something you can work on, don't let this guy define what you need to work on. Go to therapy, go to counseling, go to whatever and work on what you need to work on. Oh, you're the best dad. I can already tell. Thank you so much, Rodney. So that's the end of our episode. Please, you guys go listen to the other ones. Send us screenshots and DMs of what you thought about these episodes. I love to hear the feedback. All right. So my outro is until next time. So can you do the honors? Until next time. Oh, 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 oh,